is where are you converting people now? Where are you having those sales conversations or where are you getting the email subscribers? Or maybe you are a blogger and you're monetizing your blog for that income, right? Wherever that is happening, that's where you wanna start figuring out how to send content from Pinterest there. Welcome to Social Post, a podcast brought to you by Meet Edgar. Each week, we bring you a guest to inspire your creativity, breathe new life into your marketing strategy, and get you motivated to take action in your business. Whether you're just starting out or a seasoned entrepreneur, you'll walk away feeling like you took your social media marketing multivitamin. Enjoy the interview and remember, what's possible for them is possible for you. And we can't wait to see your success. Welcome back to Social Post, a podcast brought to you by me, Edgar. And today we are speaking with Laura Reich, who is a Pinterest expert. And you all know Pinterest is one of our newest platforms we've added into me, Edgar, as a way to get your message out and make sure that the people who need your products or service are finding them. So Laura, I'm going to pass it over to you to introduce yourself a little bit and tell us to start one of the best reasons small business owners should be on Pinterest. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so for those of you who may not know who I am, I am a Pinterest strategist and I help um, business owners and content creators just like you guys figure out how to implement content growth plans, um, outsource your visibility, make it easier to be standout and seen so that you can actually grow the revenue without those tantrums over tech or treating sleep for success. Um, I think one of the biggest things is that nine times out of 10, when people hear Pinterest, they think like, oh my gosh, I have to create all this content and I have to do all this extra work. And I don't know if I can put time into learning yet another platform. Um, really what I like to try to help people understand is that it can be simple and you probably already have loads of content online that you don't even realize can be repurposed onto Pinterest. So I think that's really the biggest piece is to help people understand like it doesn't have to be yet another thing that you spend hours trying to learn and figure out and do all the things. Like it can be something that you figure out how to do in like one hour a week. That is a great news for our community. So if I'm a content creator, let's say I'm a blogger and I've never tried Pinterest before and I just set up my business account and I'm getting ready, what are some of the things I should look for in my blog posts that are going to identify them as being great for Pinterest and how do I actually start converting those into pins? Yeah. So the thing to look for is to make sure that the, you want to solve a problem, um, you want to answer a question, you really want to make sure it's providing that value that they're looking for because Pinterest is not technically considered social media. It is more considered a visual search engine. And so they already have a question that they're looking to get answered or a problem that they're looking to solve or a product or service that they're looking to purchase. So you've kind of already gone over that piece, that objection stall, um, in your marketing journey. So really look for that piece in your content 
make sure that you're answering that for them and then go to the platform and do a little bit of research. Like who else is talking about this solution or this service or product and how can you offer your blog post or your content to better provide that answer that they're looking for, right? And so that way, I kind of call it pin hacking is my thing. And so that way you can see like what else is out there. Like I bet you someone who relates to you better will come to your stuff over somebody else's. You just have to be there. I love that pin hacking term. That makes so much sense of not having to feel like you're starting from scratch and recreating a system. It's probably already there and something that you can gain inspiration from. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So if I've targeted a problem and I'm having these um, really great pins made up, can you talk to me a little bit about the idea of what you just mentioned, Pinterest not being a social media platform as much as it is a search engine? How then does the algorithm or how do people actually then find my pins? Yeah, great question. So the biggest way people are going to find you is through search. So you're going to want to look for what are the things that, that they're searching, similar to like when you write content on your website, you want it to rank on Google. Um, Pinterest is going to have a higher domain authority than anything you're going to do on your website. So if you can find those search terms that are being used on Pinterest, you can also be found on Google and on Pinterest for that content you have on your website. So you want to look at, okay, what are the main phrases people are searching for? Are there specific terms or keywords that need to be listed on my pin, in my description, things like that, so that when they go to Pinterest, just like Google, and they type in what their problem or question is, you pull up. That's really awesome. So do you have any tips for where I can find the terms people might be searching for? Like, how do I know exactly the words I should be putting in my pin descriptions to show up? Yeah, great question too. So it's really, there's a couple different things. Pinterest is really, really helpful um, for content creators. Everything they do, they're trying to always help make it easier for us to provide this content to their viewers, right? So one of the things they provide to us is something called trends.pinterest.com. Mm. And you can actually go to that. It's a free service that they provide and search what phrases are trending. It's kind of, again, similar to like the Google keyword search tool that a lot of people use um, for their website content or their blogging content. Pinterest has their own. And you can see, is it trending right now? Maybe it was a term you used six months ago, but because of economical changes or whatever, it's not trending right now. And so then you can change your strategy based on that. Um, and then simply, if you want to start really, really basic and just try to start getting out there, go to Pinterest, go to the little hourglass thing at the top, the magnifying glass at the top and type in what you think people are searching for. Pinterest will tell you suggestions, it will pull up other pins, like you can go down a rabbit hole with that one. Um, but it is really easy to be able to figure out what is already being put on the platform so that you can also use those to be listed as well. 
Oh my gosh. I'm going to hop onto that trends website right after we hang up. That sounds so helpful. All right, cool. So I've identified some blog posts and a lot of my how-to content, and I'm really looking for those keywords to get them into the description so that they can be found. Now, when it comes to other social media platforms, I also post things like quotes or tips and stuff like that. Is Pinterest also relevant for those categories and that type of posting, or do I strictly want to stick to like my how-to content? Yeah, so it doesn't have to be specifically for how-to content, um, but you always want to have the goal in mind, like where is this going to go? So the biggest thing people think about is it has to be a website, it has to be a blog post, and that's not actually true. Um, if you have a, say, Etsy shop, and your Etsy shop is doing really well, but you feel like you've stalled out on the amount of viewers that you get to your Etsy shop. You can use Pinterest to bring in that wider audience. Um, you can do the same for Instagram, or if you do a lot of Facebook Live videos, or YouTube, um, even with TikTok being the new thing, you can go to TikTok from Pinterest. The main thing that you wanna think about when figuring out the strategy behind where to put these people, where to send them when they click through that Pinterest pin, is where are you converting people now? Where are you having those sales conversations or where are you getting the email subscribers? Or maybe you are a blogger and you're monetizing your blog for that income, right? Wherever that is happening, that's where you want to start figuring out how to send content from Pinterest there. So if you post a ton of quotes mixed in with other content on your Instagram, for example, then absolutely go ahead and post quotes on Pinterest because they do really well on the platform. But again, where is that quote pin going to lead and how is it going to ultimately benefit the back end of your strategy? That makes so much sense. So we're always leading people somewhere, which is so different from a platform like Instagram, where you're just going for that engagement and to get to know people. So that's really a cool tip. So if I am gathering some of my like quotes from Instagram and stuff like that to repurpose on a Pinterest, Pinterest does separate posts out by boards. Can you give us any suggestions or best practices for what I should do with my boards, how many boards I should have if I'm just getting started with a Pinterest account? Yeah, so if you're just getting started with your Pinterest account, for one, make sure it's a Pinterest for business account. Mm. Um, there is a difference between personal and business. The biggest difference that I can tell you is as a business owner or content creator, you always want to be looking at the analytics. And so if you have a business account, you will be able to see where your efforts are going, if it is actually working, in fact, for what your goal is. Um, so make sure you have a business account. When it comes to the boards, there have been a couple changes lately on Pinterest where they actually don't focus so much on boards as they do the fresh pin content. And so that's more of the new images, new descriptions, um, new links and where you're going to lead them to. So they had before they would have like a home tab, a follower tab, um, a boards tab, things like that. Now they only have two tabs. And so you have, I believe it's created and saved. If I remember correctly, I can look that up too while we're talking, but um, there's only two tabs. And when you're looking at those, yep, created and saved. 
when you're looking at those two tabs, you'll notice on created, it's all your fresh pin content. When you go to the saved tab, that's actually where your boards will be now. And so if you don't have any boards, my suggestion for you is to start small. Make sure that you create a couple of boards with relevant topics. So if I'm going to talk about Pinterest marketing, I don't want to go off and say email marketing and then put a bunch of Pinterest pins with content about Pinterest marketing under that board title because the two of them won't match up and Pinterest algorithm will know that and you won't get as much reach. So start off with a couple of them that are super relevant. So like I could do Pinterest marketing, I could do referral traffic, I could do like things like that um, and then fill those boards up, right? You want at least five to 10 pins on each board. That's not a hard and fast rule, that's just my suggestion. Um, I know there's probably other suggestions out there but that's really what I've seen to be effective for my account and my client accounts. Um, so that you don't get marked as creating a ton of new boards without content on there, you might get put in the spam filter. So just be careful of that um, and then start building it out. So like if you have a social media marketing board, right, and that's where you put everything from your social media in there, if you're linking to Facebook or Instagram or whatever, maybe once that board gets big enough and it's got more than those 10 pins, you break it out and now anything about Facebook goes on its own Facebook board. Um, anything about Twitter goes on its own Twitter board, things like that. So start small and then get bigger. You don't need a ton of boards to be able to make Pinterest effective. So that shouldn't be like the highest priority on your strategy, um, but it is good for organization and helping Pinterest classify your content where it needs to be classified. Oh, that's such good news that I don't have to stress too, too much about creating a million boards out there. And it truly is just about getting that fresh content in front of the right people. So that's awesome. Now you did mention how important it is to have a business account because of those analytics yeah. that we don't want to just be swinging our golf club in the dark, not realizing what's working and what's not to adjust from there. When it comes to Pinterest analytics, what numbers should I be paying attention to? Like what Great exactly question. leads to saying, okay, this pin worked or this pin didn't work? Yep. Great question. So the default for people who are used to social media is follower count. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to actually tell you on Pinterest, that's not as important. It is a number that you can follow, but it's not as important as other numbers out there. So you'll see when you look at someone's profile, they have the follower count um, and they also have monthly viewers. Those two numbers are what I call vanity metrics in terms of Pinterest. And really what you want to be paying attention to is your engagement rate, um, your repin uh, count, and then your link clicks. Because again, if we're using Pinterest to drive traffic, to where we are already working, we just want a wider audience, then you want to make sure people are actually clicking through what you're putting out there on the platform. And so engagement rate tells us basically um, how much content we're putting out there based on how much people are actually engaging with it. It's not like social media where we get comments or things like that. Um, the engagement rate is, are people clicking on the pin to see it closer on their mobile device? 
Um, are they repinning that pin? Are they clicking through to that pin? Are they sharing it with people? Things like that. And so if we're blasting out all of our amazing content and we're not seeing a big engagement rate, then that would tell me to take a step back and look at what are we putting out there and what are our designs, kind of like more foundational type strategies, like what keywords are we targeting so that you can make sure you grow that engagement rate with the amount of content you put out there. Um, repin rate, same thing. They call it saves um, instead of repins, kind of the same thing. I still use both terms so people don't get confused. Um, but it's, it's really just that. It's if someone sees your pin and they like it and they save it for later, that's a repin. And so making sure that people are doing that. But then again, if they're repinning, but they're not clicking through, what is the disconnect? Are we not telling them enough to make them want to click through? Is there not enough urgency in our call to action? Things like that. And then the link clicks, right? What kind of traffic are we getting from our efforts? Is it worth it? Um, do we have enough content that's keeping them around to keep coming back? Like all the things you would normally look at with your social media strategy as well. Very interesting. So when you say we need to look at our call to action and actually have people click through to our links, where on Pinterest do we put our call to action? Is it in the title, the description? I know we have a place to put our link, but it's not like we write click here. Would you actually suggest writing click here anywhere on the pin or do people just know to click through on links? Okay, so great question. I'm going to respond with an analogy that my husband absolutely loves every time I tell. <laughs> um, it's like if I'm cleaning the house, right? I could be cleaning the house and I just got done with the kitchen and I'm moving up to a bedroom and I see him and he's like sitting and playing with the kids or watching his favorite TV show. I get frustrated because he's not helping, but I have to take a step back and say, just because he sees me cleaning or just because he hears me cleaning or someone told him I'm cleaning doesn't mean I specifically asked for his help. And so it's the same thing for Pinterest, right? If you put it out there and they see that you're offering this solution or someone told them you're on Pinterest and you're offering this solution, does not mean that they are going to click through or they are going to take the action you want them to take. So you have to assume that if you don't tell them directly what you want them to do, it's not going to happen. And my suggestion for everybody is to switch up what they say, okay. put it in the description and put it on the pins and test, right? because it's not going to be the same for everybody. It's not going to be the same for my business versus your blog, things like that. So see if click through to read more or see if shop now or like all those call to actions we're used to get them to take that action. And if they don't try something else. 
I love that analogy as well. I'm right there with your husband. It makes it way easier to understand and a lot For clearer. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So there is an online trend that I absolutely love going on right now that is all about collaboration over competition, especially for small business owners, yep. making sure we raise each other up and collaborate quite a bit. Now on Pinterest, I have been reading this is done through group boards. Can you talk to me if this is worth actually doing as a small business owner, joining group boards, and how to interact on them? Yeah, of course. So I think group boards are good if you take the time up front to make sure that you are finding that collaborative family. Mm -hmm. um, I know there are some group boards out there. It used to be more prevalent in our strategy um, a few years back for group boards, because it would influx our numbers and we would get more from it versus actually collaborating with people. And so I think when Pinterest decided their whole premise for group boards was the collaboration, but people were not using them in that way, um, that they wanted to redirect how it was being used. And so now I urge people, yes, go ahead and add group boards to your strategy, but take the time to look into the group board. Um, how many people are in there? What is the main type of content that's in there? Is it something that's actually a good fit for you and your audience? Because you have to think if you're going to join a group board, it really is a collaboration type environment. And so you're not just joining to push your own stuff out there. You're joining to be able to share something that your audience needs and wants and also is looking for, but you can't provide on. So you want to make sure that it's not only going to benefit your business, but it's going to benefit your audience too. Um, and then really look like, how is the activity in that group, right? Are people just pushing content out there and not really collaborating? Um, are there the wonderful spammers that you'll find everywhere online, right? That have those affiliate links or have the random pins that really don't help anybody. Um, and make sure that you're finding the one that's going to be the great fit. T test it out, try it out. Um, reach out to the group board person, maybe that owns it try to figure out ways that you could collaborate more because I know a lot of them on there say how to contact the owner, um, how to be able to join the group board is right in the description for most of them. So that way then you can really find something that's going to be like a family type fit. That sounds so fun actually to join a board that, that has that targeted to your needs. So I love those tips. And if you can go into this audience first approach a little bit more, you mentioned that term and I love it so much. And if I don't want to join a group board, but I still want to be able to provide my followers with information on Pinterest that maybe I'm not an expert in, but I know would still give them that value that they need. We do that on other social platforms by curating like links and sending out those things. Is that something that's done on Pinterest as well? How do I curate content just on my own Pinterest account? Yeah, of course. Um, it's actually one of the main things that people mm -hmm. did more primarily. Um, more recently, you can just use your profile for your own content. But again, if you're not sharing a little bit to help with that well-rounded type feel for your audience, um, 
there can be mixed feelings how they look at the account um so definitely just go out there find people you don't have to find group boards but find people that you trust find people that you would um, be proud to share their content on your own account right and then create those boards that can house their content whether again it's you know social media marketing i don't teach on social media i teach on pinterest but i do know that i have preferred partners that are friends of mine or collaborators of mine that i've met with and seen throughout the years so i'll create a social media board and share their content to that because that's stuff that my audience still relates to and still needs um, so it's just like power partners or affiliate partners, um, whatever term you use, you're not necessarily doing it for um, income gain, but you're doing it to help your audience and help your audience see that really you are putting them first by trying to help them with their needs um, and provide them with solutions to what they're actually looking for. Very cool. So are you actually then making pins for these pieces of content? Or are you repinning pins that brand had? Like, are you going in and creating a new graphic, putting that destination link in? Or are you just going to their Pinterest account and clicking to repin and save it? So it's going to mean more to the other person that you are collaborating with if you actually repin their content. Um, because again, that's going to go to their analytics. That's going to show them um, that you're sharing that stuff. It's going to reach a wider audience, all the good stuff that like Pinterest really wants you to do anyway. Um, so that would be my first suggestion. Second suggestion is if you have already shared their pins and it's still content that you want to share, but you're hitting a wall with that fresh content rule, mm -hmm. then absolutely go ahead and create your own pin for it. Make sure though that it aligns with their branding as well as yours. Because if you just put your branding on that pin and then you lead to your collaborator's content and it looks completely different, they might think that it's a spam pin from your viewers and they might bounce right off and that's not helping anybody either. So make sure that you have some sort of strategy to say, whether it's in the description or it's on the design of the pin, like this is someone I trust and this is where you're gonna go so that they don't feel confused once they click through and get to where the destination is. I love that. Setting expectations is so, so important. And using those similar brand colors is one of the easiest ways to do that. I don't know what it is about our eyes when they land on something, they want it to match what they clicked on. Um, so kind of staying this on this idea of graphics, do you have any favorite tools you use to create your pins? Any tips that you can give to people um, to make sure that it's efficient, effective, and looking quite on brand for you? Yeah, um, so I know there's a lot of tools out there. I do have my preferred. I love um, to do Pinterest images on Canva. Mm -hmm. It's just been something that I've used from day one. I think that the way Canva is evolving right now is awesome to the capabilities that you can do. Um, that doesn't mean you can't do it on other platforms, though. Again, that's just a personal preference. There are PicMonkey that is out there that help you. Um, if you are someone that has been a designer in their background, like I was years ago, you can use Adobe. Um, 
there's there's a ton of different places out there and then also I would suggest like look for templates too if you want to do it effectively and quickly but maybe you're not a designer right and so you just need that template so you can pop in your content right um, and just do it quick and batch it out and again get it done in less than an hour a week then look for someone who has templates out there that you could either just change the colors to match your branding, change the text to make it flow better, things like that, because that really will help you advance and get into that flow of doing it more consistently. Oh, that's excellent news that again, I don't have to recreate the wheel, just finding something that looks good and adding my own style to it. Well, you have made this seem incredibly approachable and we really appreciate you sharing your expertise with the community today. Can you tell us either one more tip that you just love to leave us with and then let people know where they can contact you further if they want to get in touch with you or follow you on Pinterest? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my last tip, I guess I would say is be consistent. Um, it doesn't matter if you, and this is going to go against the grain of a lot of people online, um, but this is something that I find very true for any type of person that I work with, whether it's in my training course or my clients, is be consistent. Um, we did a case study where one person was pinning two times a day and the other person was pinning 17 times a day and their numbers still were increasing. They weren't the same because they had different audiences, but you could see the same percentage growth across the board for both of the accounts. And so really what I want everybody to take away from today is if you can only do one pin a day, do one pin a day. Don't do 20 the first week every single day and then be like, oh my gosh, I ran out of content. Like stick with what you know you can put out there and do it consistently and do it consistently for at least 90 days. I always test everybody, do something for 90 days before you come back and say, it didn't work for me because Pinterest is long-term gain. So if you're consistent and you give it the time it deserves, you will see the results come back for you. That again is such an easy tip to follow, getting that consistency out there. Thank you so, so much, Laura. Um, as we wrap up, like I mentioned, guys, I will put where you can um, contact Laura in the description, yeah. the show notes here, but do you have a special way people can find you on Pinterest if they want to see what you're up to? Yeah. Everywhere on social media is at Laura Reich. It's L-A-U-R-A-R-I-K-E. Um, and then I do have um, stuff on my website, case studies, templates, um, free trainings that I do weekly as well. And that's just lauraike.com also. Awesome. We love free training. So thanks for putting that out there, guys. I'll put yeah, the links in sure. there. Uh, thanks for all your expertise today, guys. And let us know um, in the comments, leave a review how you like this episode. And we are at me Edgar on all social platforms. So go ahead and reach out if you do have any feedback. Thanks again, Laura. Thanks so much for tuning in and be sure to keep the conversation going with us on social. We're at Meet Edgar on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So let us know your biggest takeaway from today's episode and don't forget to tag us. Visit www.meetedgar.com and start a free trial to up-level your social media marketing strategy today. Happy posting!